I don't stand a chance. Yes, you do. But she's the princess. How do you know? Because I don't act like a princess. I don't even look like a princess. Well, then, I'll teach you. But you're a frog. I may be a frog, but I know something about princesses. Even a little about princes, too. Welcome to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses to be. I am your host, Christy, and I am here with my friend and co-host, Brie. Hello! Hello! <laughs> and we are here today to <laughs> talk we're about... Not, you know what we're not here to talk about? Unfortunately, we're not here to talk about the the second season of Good Omens. Yeah, yeah, no, this this is probably going to be a weird episode emotionally for us because we have both been emotionally devastated by Neil oh, Gaiman. Man. <gasps> huh. So if, if we seem a little, uh, <laughs> we just, if the energy's a little weird today. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> we just we just spent the last 30 minutes. The warm-up for this podcast was us just, like, screaming to each other about oh. our sadness. <laughs> God. And then we're like, yo, I guess we gotta record a podcast. Yeah. I don't oh. know how... <laughs> so, yeah, this... we're, we're full we're... of beans and sadness. Yeah, just sad anxiety. Oh, God. <laughs> But we are yes, we are not here to talk about good omens. We are here to we are here to talk about the Frog Prince. This is the 1986 canon movie tales uh, ah. version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So canon films for uh for those not in the know, they're basically Me. just like <laughs> this. Okay. Um. <laughs> The, they were basically, so Canon was uh, like a movie production company and they, I feel like they were just really big in the 80s. To be fair, I don't know a ton about them. I just know that they have, there's almost like sort of an infamy around them because they had a bunch of like, mostly like action movies. Like they had like a bunch of like ninja movies. Um, oh, just like weird like movies like Charles Bronson was in a lot of them like the Death Wish series um So this was kind of a departure for them. <laughs> yeah, kind of. They they basically um at some point they decided to try and pivot into like some family friendly kind of stuff and so they had this this whole series of um yeah, just f- fairy tale based movies. I they were originally planning on doing something like 16 movies in the series okay Um, that ended up only like nine of them were released Uh or like produced is probably a better way to say it um and yeah and and this movie was one of them interesting Mm -hmm. i this movie i have like a weird transferred nostalgia for this film because I, I didn't see this film as a kid myself. I actually discovered it in, like, the, um, I think the early 2010s. So before the Bad Princess movie thing was even a thing. Um, oh, wow. I just kind of happened upon, somebody had uploaded the movie in parts on YouTube. Because, of course, back <laughs> in the day, <laughs> you could only do 10-minute oh chunks. Uh-huh. Um, 
What's amazing is that those videos, th those videos are still uploaded to YouTube. You could go back and watch those like 13 year old uh, videos. Oh, wow. To this day. Um, but yeah, I, I saw those videos and the reason why I have some transferred nostalgia is because the main character in this, she's a princess named Zora, she's played by Eileen Quinn. And Eileen Quinn is probably best known for her role as Annie in the 1982 Annie movie. Oh, okay. And I fucking loved, 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 loved that movie as a kid. Aww. I feel... It, it was one of those movies we had on VHS, and so I feel like I just watched it so, so much because it was like, you know, if if you were bored and there was nothing good on TV... You just throw on your old VHS. Yeah, you go yeah. through the VHS pile and you put on Annie. Huh. And I, I love... And I don't think I ever saw that version of Annie. Oh, no! I know. Oh, Sorry, man. Christy, I failed you again. <laughs> I'm oh jeez I'm sad. <laughs> I you know what I maybe one one day when you are in town and oh, no. I don't have to force you to watch a Swan Princess movie maybe we should <laughs> check it out. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's like that seems like it would hold up though. That would be a good movie that you'd be showing me. I mean I I quite like it. I would be interested oh. to see what you would say without the veil of nostalgia um oh I mean, tim, that's fair tim curry is in it as the <gasps> bad guy I yeah i do love to see tim curry hell we were just talking yeah. about tim curry yeah look for him in a possible <laughs> upcoming episode i don't know when christy's gonna show it to me but apparently there's one coming up in the future with tim curry in it and i was like yeah yeah, yeah, we basically just, as we went on one of our tangents off podcast and started talking about <laughs> Tim Curry, and it made me go, oh shit, I could have made Brie watch it, I could have made Brie watch a movie with Tim Curry this week. <laughs> uh, but instead, we watched this one, which, yes, it's an interesting little film. Yeah. Like, it's not, like... I'll admit, when I saw the thumbnail uh, of it <laughs> in the YouTube uh, player, I yeah, was yeah. concerned mm -hmm. um, because it definitely looks a little strange. Yes. Uh, a yeah. man in, in the frog makeup is a lot to look at. Um, <laughs> but it turns out it was, you know, a decently charming little film with some interesting Yes, yes, and I'm sure we will get into that. Um, but yes, I, I, I think that kind of sums up my reaction to this movie as well. Um, and when I originally saw it back in the day, um, that's kind of what I felt too. Like, oh, this is like a charming little film, and so it stuck out in my memory. And it was one that I'd like as, when I when I started to do the Bad Princess movie thing. That mm -hmm. was one of the the first films that I thought of. It's like, well, now I have an excuse to make <laughs> people watch this movie. <laughs> now I can make them watch all the the things that the movies that live in my head for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, this one, I, like, for some reason, it just, it really, like, grabbed hold of me for a bit, to the point that I actually, um, and this is dating myself, but I remember <laughs> downloading 
like making an mp3 of some of the songs from youtube and putting them on my my ipod nano oh my god (laughs) hell yeah and it's it was funny watching it with fresh eyes all these years later because it is still it is like a charming film. Um, but I don't <laughs> I don't really know I don't think I would say the songs are um, iPod Nano worthy anymore. No, I don't think so. But I can see sometimes you just get like songs or things like that stuck in your head, and you're like, they yeah. may not be objectively good or even like something you normally listen to, but you just you gotta. Your brain wants it. Your brain needs it. Yeah. It's gotta have it. It's gotta gotta play it over and over again. Yeah. Every so often I just gotta I just gotta um headbang out to Two Tall Frog. I just gotta rock <laughs> it out. The music in this is fine. Like it's very serviceable. Like I don't yeah. even mind it. It's it's it it's very yeah. cute. Yeah. It's a very, uh, I guess we'll, we'll get into it after the summary, but it feels, this whole thing feels very musical theater. Yes. So. Yeah. 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 That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So Christy, do you want to tell the people uh, about the plot of this version of the Frog Prince? Yes. Let, let's get into it. Let's <laughs> go through the plot summary for canon movie tales, the Frog Prince. The film begins and we meet Princess Zora, who wakes up early in the morning to trumpeting fanfare. Zora is a kind young girl, but also very excitable and a little bit awkward. As a result, Zora doesn't quite fit in line with expectations around what a princess should act like, and is looked down on by the majority of the castle's inhabitants. As Zora dresses herself, she sings about how she is sure today is the day her wishes come true, that today is the day the lonely Zora finally makes herself a friend. To ensure her day goes as planned, Zora brings with her her lucky golden ball. Zora runs off to investigate the fanfare, only to run into her mean sister, Princess Henrietta. Henrietta claims to have no idea what's going on, and encourages Zora to go ask their uncle, the current king. If you want, why don't you go ask uncle? Because we're not allowed to interrupt. Remember? We promised. We can today. He told me at breakfast. He did? Uh Uh-huh. Then I'll go ask him. Good. The king, meanwhile, is in the middle of reading a letter from one Baron von Wobble concerning Henrietta and Zora. As you know, when you agreed to raise your late sister's two children, only one of those children was a princess. Oh. Your sister never wanted to disclose who the real princess was. She wanted you to love each child the same. Well, now that they have grown, it is time for me to come and select the real princess. The selection will take place tomorrow, the very moment after the sun sets. Yours sincerely, such and such and such, Baron Von Wobble. (laughs) Everyone assumes that Henrietta will be crowned the true princess, given that she outwardly projects the essence of princesshood. While the king thinks neither sister is aware of the baron's test, it turns out that Henrietta is well aware of the letter, and doesn't even consider her little sister as competition. Not only that, but it turns out Henrietta lied when she told Zora it was okay to interrupt the king. After Zora arrives in the throne room, she is immediately scolded for the interruption by the king. 
He also suggests to her that she start trying to act more like a princess, though he refrains from telling her about the ceremony for now. Zora leaves to confront Henrietta about lying to her, interrupting Henrietta as she is looking through a book of eligible princes. Come on, let me see. Prince of Friedley. Oh, look at him, he'd love me. He is so handsome. His eyes. <gasps> Wait. It says a wicked witch cast a spell on him. He hasn't been seen for a year. After being mean to her some more, Henrietta angrily orders Zora out of her sight. Zora decides she's going to take her uncle's advice and try to act more like a princess. She tries to do so late that evening, arriving for dinner in what she thinks is real finery, but her outfit only ends up making the gathered court laugh at her. Zora runs off upset, eventually making her way to the castle gardens. Zora sits by the pond holding her lucky golden ball and makes a wish for someone to talk to. She then proceeds to accidentally drop her ball into the pond, and from the pond springs a giant six-foot-tall frog in a velvet suit. Who are you? Who do I look like? You look like a frog. Sort of. I beg your pardon. I'm not just sort of a frog. I'm a pedigreed amphibian. The frog introduces himself to Zora and asks what's wrong, having seen her sad face as she looked into the pond. Zora explains that she lost her lucky ball in the pond, and she realizes that the frog might be able to help her retrieve the ball. The frog makes Zora a deal. If he retrieves her golden ball, Zora has to agree to be his friend and show him the palace. Zora agrees, and the frog probably returns her ball to him. True to her word, Zora leads the frog back to the castle, eventually making their way up to her room without anyone noticing the six-foot-tall amphibian. They are nearly caught by the king, who arrives to explain to Zora the ceremony to crown the true princess. The king leaves, and Zora is noticeably dejected, believing that she has no chance against her older sister. Luckily for her, the frog claims to know a few things about princesses, and offers to help teach her how to act more like a princess. And so, late into the night, Frog gives Zora his lessons, which include curtsying, dancing, and how to dress like a princess. Fortunately for Zora, she's a fast learner. But, unfortunately for her, Henrietta secretly catches Zora with the frog. Do you see what I see? Yeah. He's so cute. No, stupid her. Look. I mean, she's... She's beautiful. No. She looks almost like a princess. She's not going to have the opportunity. Frog bids Zora goodnight, explaining that he has to return to the water to refresh himself. Before he leaves, Zora gives Frog her lucky golden ball, happy to share it now that she's finally made a friend. Frog returns to the pond, and unfortunately is soon after captured by Henrietta and Henrietta's browbeaten friend, Dulcie. They take the frog deep into the woods, where they imprison him in a pit trap. Frog begs Henrietta to let him go, as he'll die if he goes too long without water. Henrietta is unmoved, but thankfully Dulcie has more of a conscience than she does, and she makes a note of Frog's location on her map. The next morning, Zora is impressing the castle residents with how much more princessly she seems. She returns to the pond, expecting to find the frog, but he is, of course, nowhere to be seen. Just when Zora thinks the frog has abandoned her, Henrietta arrives and flat out admits that she has left him for dead in the woods. 
Henrietta leaves, and Dulcie gives her map to Zora, telling her that she may be able to save the frog if she hurries. Zora rushes off, running into the king along the way. Wait a minute, where are you going? My friend is in trouble. What friend? The friend I told you about before. I have to help him. I promised. You promised me you'd come. You promised you'd try. Don't you want to be the princess? Yes, I do. But he needs me. But the baron will be coming soon. I know, but... But what? But I think friends are more important. Don't you? All right. Go. But be careful. And be back before sunset! Zora runs off into the woods just as the sun begins to set, and just as the Baron arrives at the castle. Even with the map, Zora ends up getting lost, but eventually, light shining off the golden ball she gave to the frog signals his location to her. The frog is unconscious, but thankfully is revived with a bit of water. Reunited, Zora ends up giving the frog a kiss on his cheek, and is startled to find that he is transformed into a human prince. Before he can offer any explanations, the prince tells Zora that they need to hurry back to the palace, as it's almost sunset. He wishes on Zora's golden ball, and a horse appears, and the two ride off together. Back at the castle, the ceremony has begun. Henrietta is presented to the Baron, and with no other options, the Baron prepares to crown Henrietta princess. At that moment, the prince interrupts, announcing himself to be the long-lost Prince of Friedli, who was turned to a frog by an evil witch. It's true. I was under a spell. A spell which can only be broken by a true princess. And a true princess broke it. She kept her promise. May I present Princess Zora. On that cue, Zora enters the throne room, dressed in a new gown thanks to the magic golden ball. It is declared that only a true princess would risk everything for a friend. The Baron crowns Zora, while Henrietta angrily storms off. And so, the film draws to a close with Zora and the prince dancing. Are you really the Prince of Friedli? Yes. But do you know what my friends call me? Yes, I do. What? Ribbon? surprisingly charmed especially in the beginning by like just like this was a higher quality film than i was expecting yeah it's very yeah. cute yeah and it's just like it's a very it's a very simple story you know i think as soon as you you see the king talking about the letter and that there could only be one princess oh, yeah. you know exactly how this is going to play out you know of course oh, it's yeah. going to you know, Henrietta is such a fu fucking shithead that it's, it's got to be Zora. So you see Man. the resolution coming a mile away, but it's still oh, it's yeah. like the journey there is, is, is still is cute. Yeah, like this would be, I feel like if I had had this movie as a child on a VHS, this would have been, uh, this would have been in the rotation for sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think I could agree with that. Um, but I will say... I was just stunned by how fucking mean everyone in this castle is to Zora. 
Yeah. This poor child is 12 years old and she is just like, she has no friends. Her sister is just absolutely fucking cruel to her. Like, yeah, yeah. It's fucked like, up. Yeah, like her, her, her sister, it's not just like the usual like big sister ribbing the little sister. No. It's like Henrietta like actively despises Zora for yeah, some reason. Yeah, I'm like, why do you hate her? Like this yeah. is not a this is not a, a funny silly or not f- not even f- like this is not a regular amount of like sibling annoyance. This is yeah. vitriol. This is you are going out of your way to hurt her. Yeah, there there's a moment where um so the king the king at one like he comes in to tell Henrietta about the the princess contest thing and mm. he he is and we'll have to talk more about him later yeah. because I do really like him. But he, like, he's very concerned with how Zora is going to take it because you know, in his mind, Henrietta is obviously going to be chosen, and Zora is going to feel like just completely devastated by this. Yeah. And Henrietta is so pissed off that her uncle is being even sparing a thought yeah 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 that she's giving that he's giving any kind of thought to the emotional needs of her little sister that she smashes a mirror angrily and like yells about how i like like she you know claims that everybody only ever thinks of zora don't you care about her feelings yeah don't you zora 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 why is everyone always thinking about zora Of course, I care how she feels. And don't worry, when I'm princess, I'm still gonna let her speak to me. But uncle, if you really cared, you wouldn't let her come at all. Because the Baron's gonna pick me and the poor little thing is just gonna die. It's yeah, it's like you said, that level of vitriol, that like physicality to her hate, it like yeah. it's very like it's it's, it's like, kind of shocking almost yeah it's creepy it's like you know like it, like it makes you wonder what she would have done had she got the princess title because like she's like in any other movie she would be like this is like the start of like the main villain like this yeah. how evil queens start yeah well she does straight up attempt to murder um a sapient being in this film. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> that is kind of wild too. That she like, just, <laughs> she, she like it may out. not be a human, but that frog is talking to you. Yes, that, yeah, that is yeah, a, yeah. That is a, an intelligent creature with language that like you can't hand wave that away by being like, oh, well, he's just a frog. It's just like an animal, which is still yeah. fucked up, but at least it's not, you know, human murder. This frog is talking to her and she yeah. is like, I'm going to leave you in a ditch in the forest to die. Yeah. And hopefully my little sister will go out and f- try to find you and also presumably fucking die in the forest. Like well, she is and, just like, yeah. I don't care. I, I, do not give I couldn't give less of half a shit about about her (laughs) yeah wow yeah and like like to emphasize it too like like Henrietta had no idea that Dulcie made a note on the map and gave it to Zora so 
in Henrietta's mind, the scenario that played out is that her, yeah, her little sister would go into the woods and either get, and like get completely lost. Obviously, like the main goal is that she misses the crowning ceremony, but like, yeah, she just expects her little sister to get lost in the woods trying to find her friend who she left for dead, and she does not give a single fucking shit about it. Yeah, like, whoo, dang, it's, it's wild. Um, what what's kind of great too is that Henrietta is played by a very young Helen Hunt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's i so like i'm not like a huge like helen hunt fan but i i remember her mostly from her role she did a uh she played a character in an episode of the simpsons she was in one episode she was moe's girlfriend and she was she was like the pinnacle of sweetness in that episode you'd have to be to deal with moe um and and so it was so funny to me because that was like that those are like the two memories I now have of Helen Hunt is you have like the ultra sweet you know <laughs> sweet her in the Simpsons and then you have this version where it, it she's the nastiest fucking person well she's she's has clear she's uh, uh, been in a lot of things yeah oh oh yeah I'm sure it's just that I I'm a but that, I'm, the, those are the things that you remember that, yeah, that stand yeah. out the most to you. Yeah, I think we we kind of talked about this in a, a different episode of the podcast. But for a long time, I did not watch a lot of live action TV. I yeah. was like, if it's not animated, I don't fucking watch it. So <laughs> I yeah, so that's why it's like my my frame of reference for Helen Hunt is one fucking episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> it's not Twister. It's that no. one episode of... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 But, man. Yeah, it's just... It is... It is surprising. Yeah. And, and like, I'm glad, like, even even her, her friend, at a certain point in the film, even, actually, really from the beginning... Yeah, like, yeah. Like, uh... Zora will come up and be like, uh, like trying to talk to her sister, and her sister's like, just you know, just chill out. Let her, let her just exist in the same room as you. Yeah. And, and her sister and and uh, Harriet's like, fuck her. Like, f- I hate her so much. I don't want her near me. And you're like, damn. Okay. Yeah. Chill, yeah. maybe. I Jesus. do. I, I do like that whole thing with the friend Dulcie because it is like, it, yeah, like it it's it's kind of a mini character arc. She unfortunately doesn't really get much focus in the movie. I wish they had pushed it more, but it is satisfying to see, like over the course of the film, it's like Zora wins everybody over and Dulcie is one of those people where she's just like very like timidly at first, like trying to just like advocate for for, for uh, yeah yeah and then at the end she flat out she has um she has a moment where she she tells henrietta that she is just she's cruel and she doesn't deserve to be crowned princess and that she yeah. would rather be zora's friend yeah which is just like throughout a big chunk of the film i was like dulcie you're better than this dulcie yeah dulcie yeah dulcie, <laughs> you're clearly on, you're, you're clearly a, a better person than this yeah. Come on. 
I I honestly, it makes me wish that yeah, they had they had maybe just focused a little bit more on Dulcie and made her even more of a character. Um, I kind of pictured like an alternative version of this movie where they maybe set her up with uh, the prince at the end. Yeah, that's I had that thought too. Cause she she has she has like a couple lines in the film. So first off, when when they are flipping through the book of hunky princes, um, <laughs> Dulcie is like super into the Prince of Friedley. Um, yeah. But also, when she sees the frog dancing with Zora, yeah. she she even she comments on how she thinks the frog is cute there. So I thought it was like kind of a nice little moment that it's like, oh, like whether he's a frog or a prince, like Dulcie is like, yeah, he's kind of cute. Yeah, I I like that that's. I will willingly accept that headcanon where uh, <laughs> where after after the film, uh, Zora and the prince are best friends as as uh, she grows up and yeah. he gets with uh, with Zora, not Zora, uh, Dulcie. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, not Zora. It's explicitly not Zora. <laughs> yes. No, all good. All good. Because like. It, it is one of those films where she is stated to be 12 years old and he yes. is clearly an adult man. And yes, so yes, yes. they have a very platonic relationship. I think they do try fairly hard to convey that, that. Yeah, it's like it's, it's yeah. always they talk about their friendship. It's always re- referring to their friendship and how good it is to be friends. Yes, which I genuinely appreciate. <laughs> yeah, it's this is definitely this is definitely a film that could have been way fucking creepier. Um, yeah. if they if they had tried to set, um, yeah, tried to like suggest there was some kind of romance, even if they did, because I've seen some films do this where they like suggest. Well, I, I mean, um, uh, Nutcracker Fantasy in that one where. Um, Clara was very young and they at the end there's that bit of narration where it's like many years later I hooked up with Franz and it's like oh it's okay because like she got older and then yeah and it's like that's still that's not uh, that's that's still weird like it's better I guess but it's still weird yeah yeah Um, Um, so yeah okay (laughs) yeah I guess in in a film like this, where it's a little girl, um, you know, finding this fucking creepy frog guy in the middle of the night, <laughs> and like sneaking him up to her room, it's yeah. like it could have been, it could have been way worse. Could have been, been way worse. Way worse. It still feels like, with the perspective, it probably didn't feel as maybe it didn't feel as creepy when it was filmed in the eighties. Yeah. But it still was a little like, uh, when yeah. it's th- this like clearly adult man hanging out with a child and being like almost kind of manipulating, like trying to get her to, to agree to like bring him into the castle and yeah. all this stuff. And it's like, it feels almost too close to being. A cre- like the wh- how yeah. creepy it would be in reality, but uh, they are very they are very careful and very like explicit in saying like they are friends, they are good yeah. buddies, they are pals, and yeah. nothing more. And I'm like, yeah. I okay, 
All right, I appreciate. It's it's honestly like I I imagine over time, if anything, like their friendship might become more like a big brother to a little sister thing. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of how I was thinking about it too. Like it seems very like brother, like big brotherly. Yeah, like he he definitely does a like a shit ton more for her than Henrietta does. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, really, just, I, and again, I do like that this is, over the course of the film, like, everybody, like, Zora wins everybody over, and at the same time, everybody kind of wises up to Henrietta's bullshit. Oh, yeah, no, no, like, when she's walking, even at the, at the very end, when she's walking up to, like, the front of the ballroom to, like, be crowned the princess, everyone's kind of looking around, like, uh, uh, all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and the king especially at the end of the movie, um, like he comes into Henrietta's room after like yeah. he runs into Zora. Um he, he runs into Zora and Zora runs off to go save her friend. Like she mentions something to the king about having to go save her friend. She doesn't provide many details. So he goes to Henrietta and is like, What's going on? Like 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 he just kinda knows. He has a, like he he's Again, he's kind of becoming wise to it. He knows that Henrietta is probably involved somehow. And Henrietta, you know, obviously lies and just, like, she she tries to claim that Zora just has an imaginary friend and that Zora's actually just run off because she she's being a bad sport about seeing yeah. Henrietta be crowned. And the king does not buy it for a second. Henrietta? What's going on? Do you know anything about this? Why, what do you mean, Uncle? You know perfectly well what I mean. Who's this friend of hers? The only friend I know she has is a pretend. And that stupid little ball she carries around. Then where's she going? Who knows? The way I figure it, she just knows the Baron's gonna pick me and she's being a bad sport about it. But I don't believe you. And if anything happens to her... Anything what, Uncle? You'll be punished for a long time. Believe me. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like... Yeah. He... He's an interesting character. Yeah. Because, like... I really like him. He's, like... At, like, the first sort of inkling you get from him, or that I got from him, was, like... Because when, when uh, Zora walks into the the room while he's like talking to his his court and like interrupts him and he gets mad at her i'm like okay is he gonna be because everyone else in this palace has been fucking mean to this child already yeah so i'm like is he gonna be mean as well and he scolds her and they have a musical number but like he's (laughs) not cruel which is a step up from literally everyone else yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and he's he's mostly he's scolding her because in the past she has promised not to interrupt and so he, yeah. he gives her the song is all about how she needs to keep her promise. Um which was kind of like a bigger thing in the original Frog Prince um story. I don't know oh. if you've ever you've ever read it, but no. in that <laughs> So in that story it's it's kind of similar. The the prince gets the princess to agree to like be, you know, take him to the palace. There's like other there's variations of it where it's like the princess has to let the frog eat at the table 
or right. like sleep on her pillow. And so the princess, um, she agrees to it, but once she's got the golden ball, she just fucks off and leaves the frog behind. Um, oh. And then, and then the frog, eventually he makes his way to the palace and he, he gets his way into the court and he tells the king, like, hey, your daughter promised me this shit. And the king is like, well, you have made a promise. You're going to fucking uh, keep this promise. I don't give a shit if it's a frog asking you to do this. So it's like, there was like kind of like a lesson about that, I guess, is, is part of the moral of the original story. So I guess okay. that's why they, they kind of snuck that in there. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um, and like, to be fair too, Zora doesn't tell the king, Henrietta fucking told me it was okay to come talk to you. She... Yeah... So, like, he, for all he knows, like, she did just, like, not keep her promise. Yeah, well, she starts to, and then it's mm. almost like she has this internal, like, dialogue with herself, like, oh, no one's going to believe me. Yeah. Like, Henrietta's my perfect big sister. Why would they, like, I'm not going to yeah. say that. It doesn't matter. And it's like, oof. Like, that's yeah. how I read it. I don't know if that's how it was intended to be read, but that's how I felt it <laughs> in my heart. And I was like. The, yeah the, like, that's how my I, heart was just breaking for this poor child this whole time yeah. the that's how i took it too is that yeah she just didn't think you know it wouldn't matter if she said it was yeah. henrietta um I, I do, sad yeah uh but at least it's nice again it's nice to see the king be won over by zora and he really does like he does seem to like genuinely well, he does love and care about her yeah like, again, like, he was so, he was so emotional about having to tell Zora about the, uh, the, the little competition, the ceremony thing. He is, yeah. like, you know, like, it's like, she frustrates him sometimes, but he still has, like, so much love for her. And it shows, like, at the end, he is so fucking proud when yeah. Zora's the one crowned. It's so sweet. And he's tearing it's so up. so sweet. Oh. I, yeah, I like him a lot. He he yeah. shows up, this guy, oh, I forget his actor's name, but he shows up in um, another canon, uh, another canon movie. Nice. Uh, from the series where he was, he was in Rumpelstiltskin, he was the king in that. Um, ah, okay. Cly <laughs> Clive Revel, I just looked it up, but... Um, he Yeah, so he's the king in Rumpelstiltskin, and he's still, he's still pretty fun in that one. Um, but he's, like, not as nice. <laughs> well, that's kind of the whole deal with Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh. But, uh, I guess getting, getting back to Zora and, like, her being shunned. I, I don't know if you had the experience, Brie, because I know that you're, you're the only, you're the only girl in your family, yes. right? Yeah, I've got three younger brothers. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you had this experience with your brothers, but I, it, I w I'm the younger sister. I have an older uh, sibling. Ah, yes. Um, and I definitely remember there was a period of time where, you know, my sister being the older sister, like, you know, for a long time, she was like my automatic playmate as a kid. But yeah. then she gets older and her interests change and she no longer wants to play with her little kid's sister. So yep. 
I remember trying very hard as a kid to butt in on my sister's time with her friends because I wanted to be included and I didn't understand why I wouldn't be included. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, like, little kids are maybe just shit for that. Like, you just see, you see these older kids and you don't really think about, like, how older kids don't want to come play Sailor Moon with you, you know? Yeah. You just see, like, you see a group of people and you think, oh, friends, I could hang out with these people. So... I, I related a lot to Zora trying to hang out with Henrietta and, like, yeah. seeking her approval and getting rebuffed. Um, though I should say my sister was not as mean as Henrietta. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that I mean, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was one time where she did say that I could hang out with her and her friends if I was their butler and I served them food and drinks. Oh, but my God. I, they that's were that's least... a very older sibling thing to do, I think. Yeah. I say that as the older sibling, so, uh... Yeah, yeah, you never... Did you did you ever have to make your, your, your little brother do any of this shit? I mean, probably. Uh... <laughs> Here's the thing. Being... Being... Uh, it, uh, I was... <laughs> I was the older sibling, so yeah. I was probably... Meaner than I remember being. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely know there were times when I would, like, make fun of my younger brothers. And, like, I was I was not nice because kids can be not nice. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's, I feel like that's kind of a, if you have siblings, especially younger yes. ones, you, that, that does, that's a common thing, I hope, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think so. I, I, I want to so. hope I was never as cruel as Henry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. I never wanted I to make my brothers actually, like, yeah, go into the woods and die. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Brie, we've got we've got your brothers on the line, and it turns out you've forgotten a few things. <laughs> oh God! And then we we whip out one of your brothers, and he he testifies against you. Oh God. Actually, Bree, you did leave me for dead in the woods. <laughs> you don't remember, but I do. You actually had a third brother. You you don't I have remember a fourth brother. Oh, a third. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot one of your brothers existed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that's. Like, the frustration of having the younger sibling want to mm -hmm. hang out with you and being like, go away, I'm having, like, I'm hanging out with my friends. Yeah. I feel like that's a fairly common occurrence. Yeah. And, and you know what, thinking about it, this is probably something that kids watching this movie could really relate to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I imagine so. Which I, I don't know. I kind of like stuff like that in movies where you know kids, kids might not be able to relate to you know finding a six foot tall magic frog that like <laughs> solves all your problems for you, but they can relate to like those those little things of like, uh yeah, like your your old your older sibling is mean to you or like yeah oh, you have a mean teacher or something you know like. Like, mundane problems that little kids that, get to see solved. Yeah, and that feel like earth-shattering yeah. problems when you're, when you're younger. Because, like, people always, I think people tend to forget that, like, 
when you're younger, everything is so much like everything feels so much bigger because you don't have the perspective of anything. Yeah. So it's like the worst thing that ever happened to you being something small is the worst thing that happened to you. <laughs> yeah. Or or at least it it should be. Like it Yeah, hopefully. I, yeah. Like oh. Yeah. Uh, God, I wish I I wish I was back in those days where yeah, the, the worst the worst thing happening to me is that I had to fucking serve my sister uh <laughs> <laughs> Pop tarts on a plate or something. Yeah, yeah, fuck. <laughs> God. Oh. Oh, we're so old. Yeah. <laughs> God. But yeah, no, it's like, whew. Yeah. It's, 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 she's very mean. She's very mean, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that she gets her comeuppance at the end yeah. and is left friendless and alone. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and like, and because Zora... You know, we when this film ends, we don't really see Henrietta get explicitly punished. Her punishment is not receiving the title that she wants, and we see her yeah. walk away all grumpy. And also, his her best friend is like yes, out of there. Yeah, her best. She lost her best friend. Um, but also because we see everybody has been won over by Zora, I think it's nice because it means that. You know, things aren't going to go back to the way they were after yeah, the movie ends. Yeah, she can't get away with being, like, super cruel to her anymore. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, I think that's something, you sometimes see that in films where it's like, well, okay, we haven't actually solved this problem. Um, so, like, yeah. what's, what's the guarantee that, you know, things are, aren't just going to go back to the way they were before the film. But yeah, this one, this one, I do believe that like Henrietta, she probably got a good fucking talking to by the king after. Yeah. God. We should, we should probably talk about the frog a bit, a bit more. I will say that in his, because the frog is the Prince of Friedley. Mm-hmm. When they're looking through the eligible bachelors of the of the month magazine book, <laughs> motherfucker looks like Lord Farquaad in there. Like, oh oh no. yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, when he's a frog, um, boy, yeah, that was it's, an interesting choice. It's his frog makeup is a little is a little fucked up looking. <laughs> 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 it's. It's just, um, I think part of it is because they try and, like, give him, like, the illusion of having, like, a wider frog mouth. Yeah, they, um, like, they, like, added prosthetics to the sides of his face. Yeah. To make him have the more frog-like silhouette. Like, if you think of a cartoon frog, it's got the big bulgy eyes on top and then, like, the round little face. <laughs> they tried to do that with his actual human face and it... Hmm. Yeah, it didn't. I there's like a great little bit um in the <laughs> the film where when he first introduces himself to Zora, uh, like she says, like she she says, "You look like a frog, uh, sort of." <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, it's like it's almost like they they had to acknowledge it. Like yeah, it's close, it's close sort to of. get. Yeah, kind of. We tried. Yeah. Oh. Uh. But yeah, it's, it kind of, especially in some lighting, 
it that like wide kind of prosthetic mouth it kind of gives him like a joker smile where it's almost like he's got the scars um yeah well when he first like when he first appears uh out of the water of the like pond that um that Zora's sitting by i got a bit of a jump scare i'm like what the fuck (laughs) is that what the fuck huh is that the grinch (laughs) Why is the Grinch in the water? <laughs> it's, well, especially because it's at night and it's so dramatically lit that he's like very heavily shadowed. So it looks yeah. like it's like, yeah, it looks fucked up. It looks like the start of a horror movie. Yeah, it's really not, not good. <laughs> yeah. It's terrifying, like, actually. <laughs> oh, God. It does like, you, you, you do get used to it, especially like once yes. they, they move into like, fully lit uh fully lit sets and he's not like so spookily shadowed yeah but and like the rest of the design with the, like the little fancy little coat and his um his lily pad <gasps> umbrella yes, when he first I, appears is very I, cute like i loved the umbrella very cute um it's just that first appearance is yeah yeah is a jump scare it's terrifying yeah. <laughs> It definitely makes like, it, like the first time watching this, um, not knowing like what his deal is going to be when you see him come out of that pond and again it's like all spooky lit and he's like, hey, like you got to be my friend, little girl. It's like yeah, ah. it feels sinister. It feels yeah. sinister. Extremely. <laughs> like at the very least, she's about to make a deal with the fucking devil or something. Yeah, like this is an evil frog who is yeah. tricking her. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's, I, uh, they did, they, they did their best, but boy, howdy. Whew. Yeah. Spooky. I, I do, I do like him quite a bit. I like that he's basically Zora's life coach on how to be a princess. Yeah, it's cute. It's like, he's, he's very, they had to tread, I think, a very careful line, um, with, with his friendship with Zora. Mm-hmm. Because because of the age gap, they couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> they had to be a little, but like they do a fairly good job of not making him seem like a weird creep. Yeah. After 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 a fashion, at the beginning, it still feels a little bit weird, creepy. But like yeah. as you as you continue on, it still feels like it feels like a. If you frame it in your mind as a younger younger sister older brother sort of relationship friendship. Then you're yeah. like, okay. Yeah, this it is, works a this lot This is better. cute now. Yeah. Yeah. I do, I do, like, wonder how, like, like, did he, was he always just in Zora's pond, you think? And he was just, like, waiting for a princess to come along? Um, I hope not. I I was thinking about this other scenario though because as we find out the magic golden ball is apparently well actually, like it's actually magic, magic. Yeah. yeah yeah um because yeah like Zora like wished for a friend and then it fell into the pond and then oh. the f- so like maybe that was like actually the first like bit of magic oh yeah no you're probably right. Like a like a look back looking back on it, you're like, oh, that was like 
actually the magic of the the the, the magic ball or whatever. That yeah, like it has to be because otherwise, yeah, like he was just he just happened to be in the pond and it was just like again, yeah, I guess just waiting for the opportunity to find a true princess to free him. I mean, he could have also just been like passing through. We don't yeah. know what what the uh where he started at or how long he's been a frog. Long well, enough they- to um come to terms with it i guess because he has a whole song and dance about how he's a very tall frog yeah well he says it, like it's said when they're looking in the book of hunky hunky princes um which is like the the official title i believe um yeah. <laughs> is that that he like he's been missing for a year oh okay so it's only been like a year so maybe he's just been you know traveling yeah. around I, I guess so. I I remember the first time I watched this because yeah, he as you said, he has this whole song and dance about being a too tall frog. And he gives Zora a backstory about like he claims that he grew up in a pond and he was ostracized by his his size for his size. Uh but then he won everybody over when they real all the other frogs realized that having a giant ass frog is really useful <laughs> for for scaring like, off predators. Predators, yeah. Yeah. Um and and I remember like this this confused me the first time I watched it and I was like, "Oh, did he forget that he was a prince? Like was this part of the spell?" Um but I wonder if it's just like him giving Zora a story because maybe he was like afraid that if she knew he was a prince right away, like cuz he needs a true princess and yeah, you know, maybe he, he thought she would just like like, she would treat him differently if yeah. she knew he was a prince. And then, you know, like, imagine if, like, Henrietta, if he, like, showed up and, like, I'm a yeah. I'm a prince under a spell. And, like, Henrietta would probably give, like, her fake nice act or something. Yeah. So he had to, like, see who she truly was first. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Like, yeah. that's, I think that's kind of what I assumed as well. Like, he was just sort of making up a story to, to hide who he was. Yeah. Also, because maybe he didn't... He's... Maybe he's just embarrassed that he's a frog now. Maybe. I I started... We're never started... given a reason for why he was transformed into a frog. I just assumed that the witch was just like, I don't know, just being a bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know, just... Uh, yeah. Or like, oh, I just, just felt like it. Just, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's what witches do, probably, in this universe. Just turning random random princes into amphibians. Yeah. <laughs> I, I started smiling to myself just now, because I started thinking about uh, the Freddy the Frog movie. Oh my god. Because <laughs> that was also another instance of a six-foot-tall amphibian. But that was like that was the wrong way to do it. He was that frog was Freddy the Frog is way too horny. He would not. <laughs> he would not work in this movie. Why was that movie so horny? <laughs> I, oh God, God. It was so weird and horny. What this one is not horny though. He does. I just remember I was looking at my notes. He does call the princess scrumptious at one point. Yeah, that is like a weird. Fu- yeah, that is a weird moment. Yeah. 
does um, call Zora scrumptious, and I'm like, she is twelve. Yeah, years I, old. I actually like when that because I was like writing the summary as I was watching this, and that scene came up, and I was like, oh no, did I make a mistake? <laughs> did I make a mistake picking this one? Because oh, I, I, no, no, I kind of, yeah, I, I like forgot. I like I kind of vaguely remembered how the rest of the film goes, but I was like, oh shit, do they start implying that there's romantic shit going on? Um, I rewatching the scene, I think what they were going for because Zora starts talking about how she, like, she doesn't feel like she can compete with Henrietta and that she's not beautiful or ravishing. Um, as like as like these are things a princess should be. Yeah. And so the frog kind of picks up on that and he starts telling Zora that, no, you are these things. So I, I feel like it was like... It was meant to be more of a confidence boost than a I'm hitting on you kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hope so. I I think so. I think I just, so. Just the way the rest of the movie goes, I think that was their intention. I don't think they were trying to be creepy about it. Yeah. I, I definitely I did like have a moment of panic though because I this because I I was a little late doing the summary for this week and so I was like fuck I don't know if I have time to find another movie oh <laughs> so no I was like oh no oh please don't be weird movie please please oh. luckily it's it's still it's a little weird but it's not. It's not, yeah, I see what yeah. you mean. It's like, it's more of a, of a confidence boost. Yeah, yeah. Which is still, it's still weird to be telling a, a 12 year old that she looks scrumptious and ravishing. <sighs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what else to talk about? Uh, what else do I have in my notes? Uh... I do want to talk about the moment of um, the with like them trying to open the gate at the end of the movie. Cause I just thought this is just really dumb and great. Is that um, <laughs> they? So they they Zora and the prince arrive at the castle um, uh -huh. only to find out that the gates are closed and barred, so they can't get in. Um, and and we the audience sees that there's a guard asleep at his chair. He's been um, asleep the whole movie. Yeah, it's like kind of like a running gag that this guard is always asleep at the front gates. Um, so he doesn't hear them banging on the door to be let in. So it's like, oh no, how are they going to get inside? Well, they have the magic golden ball, so the prince wishes on it. And you would think that, like, it would simply magic the gates open. Yeah, like this thing conjured a whole ass horse for them. Yeah, yeah. Like, this thing has some, like, real fucking magic in it. Um, but instead of doing that, instead, the magic decides just to, to get them inside. Um, the best way to do that is to just, like, knock something over so that it falls asleep on the guard's head so that it wakes him up and he can then toddle over to open up the gate. And yeah, it's like, uh, there's, like, f hanging planters of flowers across the wall and then the one directly above him just knocks him, like, drops and hits him on the head. Yeah, 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 and, and it's just it's like, it's wake just, up, you have a concussion now, open the gate. <laughs> wake up, you're unconscious now. You have been concussed. 
Oh, God, it was just so good. I just loved that so much. That's what prompts Zora to be like, oh, it is magic. I'm like, girl, it conjured a horse for you. Yeah. That's how you got here. Zora, you're a little, little slow on the uptake. Zora, please. Yeah. Oh, God, I just, I love that little bit so much. It's just so It's pointless. very good. Uh, it's a good payoff to, like, the, the guard is sleeping all the time joke. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, let's see. Girl really out here committing murder on a sapient frog. Uh, As he begs for his life. This, this poor kid finally makes a single goddamn friend and her her sister has to fuck it all up. Yeah. Oh, why didn't the king send a, a single guard with poor poor little 12-year-old Zora as she runs yeah. off to go help a friend. Yeah. Hey, wait a second. S- sir. Yeah, that would have... I... Hmm. I guess I he mean, just... He didn't I, I, know that she was going into the woods. Yeah. I guess. But, like... And I get why they didn't for the sake of the movie. Yeah. But logically, it's like, you're a king. That's a princess. You send someone with her when she runs off the castle property. Yeah. Saying that she has to help someone. Like, uh, uh, yeah, And and you don't know, you don't know what danger she is in or, you know, if if there's danger. Probably should have sent at least one guard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. A single guard. Someone. I guess maybe he was busy because the ceremony thing was like. Yeah, they do seem to have like six people working for them. Yeah, I guess we should we should talk about this fucking princess ceremony because this is this is oh, definitely God. one thing I don't quite. I like I assume the I guess the princess thing it's it's got to be like it's I don't know a spiritual or like a. An essence or something. Uh huh. I don't know. I guess it just kind of confused me because when Henrietta arrives to the the ceremony thing, I would have thought that like, if this was like an actual essence that you could sense, like, oh yeah, you are the true princess. That the Baron would be like, no, you. I could tell you. Like are- I, I can feel it in my bones that you are just. A horrible person. Yeah, that you you're just a little shit, aren't you? Um, but he doesn't. He like he buys it at first. He's like, oh yeah, you look you look like a princess. You know, yeah, like just, you seem princessy to me. I'll, I'll yeah. buy that. You're like, bruh. Yeah, and 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 so then it like when Zora walks in and they decide to declare her instead. Like obviously we know as the audience it's the right choice, but it's like, well wait, like how like they don't know this shit. Like how do you? I guess it's because she rolled in with <laughs> the Prince of Friedley. Like who he was just someone... like, guess what? Yeah. She she saved me, which is a thing only a true princess could do. So de facto, she has to be the actual one. I, I guess, but it just like felt like it, it made de me facto? lose faith. Yeah. It made me lose faith in the princess choosing oh, yeah. process. Like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. The whole concept of it is ridiculous. <laughs> It's like just let their why why do you have to pick only one just let them both 
be? Like, what's yeah. the po- what's the problem? They were clearly both the children of the of the king's late sister. Yeah. So, like, why did she specify that only one of her daughters is a is an actual princess? Yeah, like, like, why did she even tell that to anyone? Why did she tell that to uh, to to her brother, the king? Like, why, why? Yeah, like, like I don't know if it was, like, I feel like in any other film, it wouldn't have been just like a true princess thing. It would have been like who inherits the throne after. Sure. Yeah. 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 Because from what we see, the king doesn't have any children of his own, so presumably the kingdom will be passed on to either Zora or Henrietta. So, like, if they did it that way, where it was, like, I don't know, they had some kind of ceremony to, like, officially announce who would the the heir was going to be. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could kind of see it going that way. Um, but, yeah, like, just the way it is in the movie now, it's just, like, this vague, like, thing. And, again, it, like, this is a movie for kids. Like, obviously. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't we're know. We're thinking kids- about it too much because we're adults watching a children's film. Yeah. That's just the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is the, the, entire, the last four years of our fucking lives. <laughs> yeah, I think it just... Yeah, I just, like, couldn't help but think of it. Just, like, how how does this work? Is how this just does a it work? thing in this kingdom? Does this man go around selecting the true princesses based on just a gut fucking feeling? Yeah. You know? The vibes have to be right. Yeah, yeah, if your vibes ain't right, you're not the true princess. But apparently Henrietta's vibes, the bad vibes, the rancid vibes are hidden beneath, like, outwardly pleasant vibes. Yeah, yeah, so I I don't know. I don't get it. And why is it up to this one random duke? Or baron, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, well, and, like, the way, like, the letter is, like, you could almost think... That it's maybe, like, the Baron already knows who the true princess is. And he's just coming to reveal it. Yeah. But, but but everybody, everybody, and, like, how we see the movie plays out, it's no. It's, again, it's, they have to present themselves and he will pick between the two of them which one he thinks has good vibes. <laughs> the royal vibe checker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Oh, that's that's it exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. God. Yeah. So good. Oh goodness. <sighs> what else do we got? <laughs> I I can I can go into a bit of the mystery around this film, or at least my mystery. Okay. So. This film, Brie, I, I sent I sent it to Brie over YouTube. Somebody has uploaded yeah. this film to YouTube. Um, John, oh, oh, Jombie's box of John Paragon clips. Shout yes. out for yes, uploading the whole movie. We should I should say John Paragon plays um uh, the Jombie the genie. Yes, and Jombie the genie plays <laughs> amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this is this film for some reason has not had a Region 1 English DVD release. And it is oh. the only one in the canon movie tales, this little the, the little fairy tale series that they did, that has never had that Region 1 English DVD release. There is a German-language DVD release, 
Um, oh. and there was a VHS that was like, you know, obviously released back way fucking in the day at this point. Um, yeah. And so, um, the, I, I do have a bootleg DVD made from a VHS <laughs> rip. So that's, amazing, you know, if, amazing. If, for all the folks that have listened to this episode, I'm sure you'll notice in the clips, they aren't the greatest quality. Um, <laughs> this film does, uh, it, it is currently on Amazon in the United States. If you have oh. Prime membership, you could watch Prime video. Um, so oh, okay. up, up here in Canada, we were shit out of luck. Um, man. Well, luckily, Jompy's box of Paragon, John Paragon clips uh, got us. Yeah. If Amazon ain't got us, we know Jompy's box of Par- yeah. John Paragon clips got us. Yeah, Jompy the genie um, comes and saves us, much like he tried to do in the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny. Oh. <laughs> ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I think that Jompy's, uh, the Jompy the genie YouTube account, I think they probably have used that Amazon Prime version because it's definitely- Yeah, because it's, it's got good quality to it. Yeah, it's got some nice quality. Um, but yeah, like this, this, this for me has been a bit of a mystery. Um, one that only I probably care about because- <laughs> I, yeah, like I don't. I wonder if like, it's like some kind of weird licensing thing or like. Well, and and here's the know. here's the here's the thing, and and I'll preface this by saying I am pulling this out of my ass. I have no idea if this is the reason, but it's the only one that I can think of. Um, and it involves Eileen Quinn. So okay. As mentioned, Eileen Quinn starred in the 1982 Annie film, and that was a huge, huge box office hit to the point that Columbia Pictures really wanted to capitalize on uh, the film and make sequels. And so oh, no. they, of course, had to lock Eileen Quinn under contract, um, oh, and they no. they did so for seven years. And so they, you know... <sighs> Like, ostensibly, like, it's like, okay, well, we're going to make these movies in the next seven years, so we need to make sure that our lead actress is available. Um, But they could not figure out a fucking sequel to the 1982 Annie. They never Uh materialized. And so as a result, Eileen Quinn spent seven years having to turn down roles due to her contract. I... I could only find interviews with Eileen, so I couldn't find specifics around her contract. But yeah, like based on some of the quotes, it like she just she flat out had to turn down like all of these movie roles. It sounded like she maybe was able to do like a few bit TV roles or something that presumably like were okay by her contract. Um, Yeah. But. Oh, that's. Man, child actors in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Um, now a weird thing keeping in mind that contract and that that annie was released in 1982 and that this film was released in 1986 um so it's presumably this film fell within that seven-year contract period oh yeah so I have no idea if maybe there were some exceptions made to Eileen's contract to allow her in this film or if maybe for some reason that contract is part of the reason why this movie has never been released on DVD like oh 
you know, like, was there some kind of thing going on? Or, like, was she, you know, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I don't know legal shit. But it's like, this is the only reason why I can even begin to speculate why this film out of the other nine canon movie tale films that have been released why this one is the only one that is like has been forgotten about aside from being being put onto amazon prime and that only happened the last couple of years i should say too if if yeah i mean i suppose we'll never know unless someone who you know works at 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 the studio or or something someday uh uh, tells a behind the scenes kind of thing but like if nothing else that sounds that sounds plausible to me yeah makes sense it's yeah again and i'm not a legal person i'm pulling this out of my ass i have no idea (laughs) if any of this would tracks but we don't know anything i i don't know nothing about nothing not you know (laughs) i've never known less uh, yeah, any expertise I appear to have, it's fake. Don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, God. But yeah, it's just, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a mystery and it's annoying because I would love to have this film on DVD. It's like, it's not yeah. a bad little watch. It's just kind of cute. It's got its, like, like you said, it's got its weird little moments, but you can kind of overlook the weird moments and overall just enjoy the ride that is this movie yeah just have a nice little time with with a cute little film mm-hmm. with a terrifying frog man yeah <sighs> <laughs> yes that that kind of wrap up your I, thoughts I, on it i think so yes i yeah. don't think i have any much else to add yeah it yes. would be a fun one for like a a, a a watch party yeah it's not bad enough to have a terrible time like it, it's no. more of a like settling in and getting your snacks ready kind of yeah movie. yeah or like a palate cleanser after a particularly heinous one yeah <laughs> yeah because like there's aspects of it where you're like nah, but like mostly this is just a oh okay all right yeah 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 it's Cute. just kind of yeah just like a kind of innocent little thing that yeah I don't know. I, again, I almost like, you know, like we're, we are still in the era of Disney live action remakes. I, I wish that like we could somehow go back to some films like this where it's like, like, oh, like you had a really solid foundation here. Let's like try and better this one, you know, instead of of just remaking the films that were already amazing. Let's like try and pump up some of these shit ones, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think that, yeah, that's probably going to be it. That'll that'll do it. That'll do. Um, before we go, though, I did want to give a nod to, so Mel, who sent an email to us. Okay. About the, the Little Mermaid episode. Um, Ooh. I, I'm not okay. gonna read I'm not gonna read all of it um, just because it's it's a bit long but Mel basically gave us her thoughts on the Little Mermaid and, and of course at that time we had mentioned that we were going to be doing the Little Mermaid too so she was like very she also commented on that um, and was just very curious Aww. to hear what we were going to say about that um, 
because she sa- uh, says, as a kid, I liked it well enough, and of the official Disney princess lineup, um, so not Lion King and not County Descendants, Ariel is the only one to become a mother. Um, True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so while, yes, it's a little frustrating that it mirrors a lot of the same ground as the original, I think the core concept of Ariel's daughter wanting to be a mermaid isn't a bad one. It just wasn't yeah. written as well as it could be. As I've gotten older, I see so much more potential for a sequel than the one we got, which I, it was funny because um, she sent this like the day after we recorded The Little Mermaid Mermaid 2. And that was like, I think that was pretty spot on to our summation of that one. Yeah, for sure. Well, I hope, uh, thank you so much for for the email, Mel. And I hope you enjoyed the episode on on the second one. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I, there was, yeah. sorry, there was one other note that I, I wanted to say, too, oh, from her email yes. that I thought was interesting. Um, yes, yes. Because, you know, we, I, we, we mentioned that The Little Mermaid, um, basically how for the longest time, it, was, it felt like it wasn't until the Disney version came out that we started seeing adaptations where they would change the ending to a happy one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mel talks about that a bit, and she says... Um, Most other fairy tales Disney adapted came from books, but the stories within had been passed down orally and thus changed in retelling for a long time before people like the Brothers Grimm penned their version. For The Little Mermaid, a single author wrote the story. Everything else is an adaptation or retelling. Um, And so I I thought that was interesting. That's true. That is, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because it is just a Hans Christian Andersen story. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, hang on. Oh, oh, oh God. God. <laughs> I dropped my fucking nail polish and it exploded. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, my Lord. It's oh, okay. no. It's okay, okay. It's just a little bit on the floor. I have okay. a nail polish remover. I'll get it. It's not good. Is it going to fuck up the floor if you use nail polish no, remover? No, no. It's laminate and it'll, okay. it'll come off. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was... We're doing my nails while we're chatting. <laughs> Hubris. Um... But yeah, that that was that was something I never really thought about before. But it's very true. the 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 Brothers Grimm stories, or what we think of as Brothers Grimm stories, have like e- even even if you look up stories that have the Brothers Grimm title on them, there's going to be variation because they have just been yeah. retold and changed and like modernized or like oh, I don't like this bit. Let's change that because you know to reflect the the t- the the times they would edit it to make it more palatable for folks. Um, right. But yeah, with Hans Christian Andersen, it's like, this is his story. This is what his story is. There is only one, like, you know, I, I like, obviously there are different translations um, because I believe yes. the original was Danish. I think so. Um, But it's like, yeah, that core story it was just attributed to one dude. And that's why it was like, f- like the same and for the longest time until Disney, I think, kind of proved that it was okay. You could get away with changing the ending so long as you did it, like, thoughtfully. Yeah. That's really interesting. I had not thought about that. That is very interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Thank huh. you, Mel. Thank you, Mel. But, uh, yeah, I think that is going to be it for this one, folks. Um... Yeah, if you want to check out clips from this movie and other movies we have profiled, you can look us up on Twitter 
at badprincessmov. Uh, if you want to send us an email or a comment or a suggestion for a movie, please feel free to do so at our email, badprincessmovies at gmail.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we also have the catalog of Bad Princess Movies. So that's just like little mini reviews that I've kind of done on movies. I, I, I don't know if I've ever explained the fucking catalog. Yeah, what, what's the catalog? <laughs> We're fucking four years into this podcast. And I don't know. I don't remember if I ever explained the catalog. I just, I just post like little mini reviews that it's more about just like finding and making note of movies that, uh, with princesses that strike my fancy enough to show them to my friends. And so they, they can be found at the at badprincessmovies.com the website yeah <laughs> dot .com the website that's not part of the url badprincessmovies.net it's, it's dot, dot com. com good ah well we've got a uh, showdown ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny reference we've got a homestar runner reference um what other, like, millennial internet kid God. reference can we do to close this one out? Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Well. They have to, they have to come organically from, from the depths of the, of the millennial soul. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's not it's Trying not to shoehorn the them in is just not going to work. Yeah, okay. well we tried we tried (laughs) thanks for listening thanks for listening go watch good omens yes go oh my god no wait yeah everybody shut up for a second go watch good (laughs) omens everybody i swear to god if i don't get a fucking season three of good omens i'm going i will explode i will like we we i please, please 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 we'll die we will I, perish. Yeah. I will. I will fucking. I will cancel this podcast. <laughs> we will become ghosts. I. I and will... haunt whoever put stops season three. We won't yes. haunt Neil Neil Gaiman because, like, clearly he wants to do it. Yeah. But if 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 we don't get a third season, we'll find who's responsible and we will haunt them. I mean, I will. I will say I will at least haunt him for setting up that cliffhanger ending yeah. because. Yeah. How yeah, dare sure. he? And who does he think he is? How fucking dare. How dare you, Neil? 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 Thanks, everybody! Thanks for listening! Thanks for listening! Come on! Now I don't mind that I'm inclined to be immense. And everyone who knows me now says I am a friend. Not bad for a tool. I'm glad I'm a tool.